0: Why would I watch an English when I just paid this much for Rye? okay. So, uh, I hope no. you enjoy the highlight show, which is just uh, someone's highlights over a Michael Jackson song.
1: Like, oh my God. Okay. No okay. halftime show. That, that was literally my whole childhood. Good luck. Yeah. You're watching
0: it illegally. Yeah. yeah. So, Ho- it, hope you're really good at finding the red X to click away on the stream. <laughs> so you don't get, you know, Russian viruses. girls want to meet you. No. I, wanna, I just want to watch Benfica. Everything's Ecuadorian in this house, So Did I come too late? I missed the <laughs> empanada bites and the scrolls. You did. You did. Uh, it's great that this Canadian team is finally a real reflection of the country. Yes. It looks like the country playing at the World Cup. It's still surreal oh, um, thinking about it, thinking that we're going to hear the anthem at the World Cup. Yeah, you watch a lot of Serie A. Can it we talk really about how Rafael Al is the best player in out right now? He doesn't want to say He's, He's in inconsistent, man.
2: Oh, bro. That was no. probably the worst UA performance ever seen in my life, or football performance in general, I think. And it was live. Because I paid money to be here. You <laughs> watched this. I expected That's it. what made it worse. <laughs>
0: And I'm not fluent in Portuguese. So you just have this constant awkward like hey migré bon chance, I like, guess. Yeah, sure. Uh de la like, You're that guy watching one soccer with no commentary, eh? No, no, no. Like, oh man, Atlas is playing Cruz Azul, bro. What are you doing at 10 o'clock? Come over. Come over to the casa. Let's go.
3: What's up guys, it's Jay Zinho, and we're back again with another episode of the Footy Culture podcast. And we have a very special guest today. If you grew up watching football on TV in Canada, you may recognize this face. His journey's taken him from Windsor to the Champions League final and more. Today we got Brendan Dunlop. Welcome
0: what's going on man (laughs) someone read the inside flap of the d book because
3: that's the intro (laughs) i came straight from the heart but yeah welcome (laughs) we appreciate having you today windsor's in your heart i'm from there and i I,
0: sometimes i forget it's in mine
3: you gotta appreciate a border town
0: right (laughs) it's a special place to grow up man my my soccer influence is different because of that i think Mm -hmm. you know whether you're in the gta or in toronto um obviously your, your background and what you're able to watch You get into it it's funny to hear people talk now about how they watch everything right Mm -hmm. there was a time where you couldn't you were lucky to see two games a week yeah Uh, Yeah, and my introduction to international soccer wasn't Canada and wasn't Portugal which is my background it was the United States national team because they were on ABC Mm -hmm. because they would play at the Pontiac Silverdome I can actually see those guys
3: so So yeah that's kind of the question I want to ask first how did you really kind of fall in love and get into the game in Windsor
0: yeah, uh, I played it. So, you know, USA 94 was like the big thing. And I think that's this is what's really special about Canada being in the World Cup now for the first time in my lifetime. The First time in 36 years, you're a gonna have a lot of people's lifetimes, yeah. I know, I know. I was born in 86 though, so oh, okay, I feel like there's something extra special about people born in World Cup years, yeah. So, I don't know if you guys are a little young for your friends starting to have kids now, but all these 2022 babies yeah. they're gonna be a little more special than the thousand percent. <laughs> um, so I played it, uh, I, I guess I just got into it. Um, my dad lived in England. Um, in the 70s, he didn't have a team, but he was big into football. So USA 94 seemed like the biggest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was. It was, uh, it was the biggest thing in, in America. And uh, it was pretty cool to see you know, Brazil and Italy battle it out in the final. So that established them, to me, young watching eyes as like superpowers. And just to kind of see the world on this side of the pond for the first time, it made soccer really feel local uh, when before it had felt so foreign and global.
3: Yeah, and that's why we're really excited about 2026 coming here, right? Yeah. Because it's going to be amazing. huge for the growth of the game. Um, You're going to get a lot of new spectators. And and I always say that I think post-2026, like, once it kind of soaks in, I think football will be the biggest sport in the country.
0: It could. And I think what's so Damn. cool about them qualifying now is mm-hmm. that it's actually, like, jump-started that. It's fast-tracked yeah. that. Yeah, I agree. We all thought with 2026 that the potential to have – even a fraction of the impact that USA '94 did on the states mm-hmm. was there. And now the teams in Qatar in the in the middle of it four years earlier with yeah. with superstars, yeah, guys that you know are going to be key
4: pieces in '26. You're just going to be more excited for. So 100%. That's special, man. We're gonna get a little bit of like a sample taste taste test of what's to come in 2026 with this World Cup for sure. Yeah, I think so. You're getting a pre getting a preview. Yeah, pretty quick preview. I know, like, there's definitely a lot more talent growing, but I know the talent now can become even much more superstars than they are. Like there's so much talent right now in the club and the national team that can create the next world superstars. Davies is one of them. He's still not, I don't think at his prime yet. No. So there's a lot more to reach and he's still so young. So four years from now, who knows what? (laughs) 2026
1: (laughs) is going to be a better team than this year's. Yeah. I think. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. They're just going to get their feet wet. And then 2026 will be like the time some players are in their primes and whatnot. So I think it could be good, but Obviously, um, you've had a decorated broadcasting career in terms of Sportsnet, the Score, Box Soccer. Um, did you always have a passion for kind of broadcasting, sport media? How'd you develop the love for that?
0: Yeah, I, I realized probably USA ninety four when I was like. Getting my butt kicked playing teams in Canton, Michigan that I wasn't going to make it as a player. I was a goal. I was a goalkeeper, and it oh, was nice. just because of like this kid is so slow. Like, <laughs> let's see if he's got some hands, and maybe he can be a goalkeeper. Uh, sorry, kid, you should try hockey. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think I knew very early on that if I wanted to be in sports, it wasn't going to be as a player. Um, and then, kind of a funny story in eighth grade, I had this project. Um, you know, it's a, it's the last year before you go to high school, and I had this. Rather old teacher, I think she may have like retired. Actually, the year after that, and her assignment was, you know, write this two-page thing on what you want to do when you grow up. And she pulled us before we went home, like to just test the water and see yeah. what people were going to say. I said I was going to be an actor. She said, "Oh, actor? Okay. Are you going to do like theater at the like local theater in Windsor?" I'm like, "No. I'm, like, I'm going to do Hollywood movies. <laughs> the best of the I best. don't want to do the theater. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to be like George Clooney." She's like, "Okay. She's like, I don't know you, but I can tell already you have other interests." Don't write your piece on being an actor. If you do, you, you'll fail. Yeah. Write it, have a think, and write it on something real. And I'm like, what does Mrs. Mikich know about me? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to be an actor. And I'm, <laughs> I'm watching Everybody Loves Raymond, uh, if you remember that show. And yeah. he was a traveling reporter for the New York Knicks. And it just, like, hit me in that episode that night. I'm like, writing about sports? Covering a team, flying with the with whatever the team is—that's a dream. Yeah. So I wrote eight pages on how I wanted to be some type of sports reporter, and I don't know if I said writing or television or uh-huh. what it was. But I wrote eight pages. I was so happy. This Midget comes back, um, puts it down face down. So this was the best one. I turn it over. B minus. B minus. <laughs> what? How is this, this is the best one? Like what what an eight page. Like, too. what? You've never given an eight? What do you mean this is the <laughs> oh, my best My heart and soul into this. She goes, I asked for two pages. You gave me eight. I <laughs> mm, nah, read too that's much. <laughs> it. So, yeah. So, basically, since then, you know, I, I just uh, kind of knew I wanted to do sports and just be a part of the show. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like basically what it is in, in any kind of capacity. Um, if games are going on, like to be involved in that and to cover that. And so, yeah, I've been really blessed to do it from the studio and start to do it person i'll be at the world cup in qatar uh working with team canada working with fifa and doing some radio for tsn mm-hmm. as well so uh it's pretty cool how, how the, the game is uh yeah. you know become global
3: and i've been able to follow it around the globe mm-hmm. amazing and yeah uh you burst onto the scene with a score yeah. correct Thank and you. how would you say like the the view of soccer in the country at that time compared to now how has it changed how much has it changed what are your thoughts on that
0: what's cool is that the score was at that time kind of a snapshot of how things are now where you've got this show, you've built your own footy cultura, you've mm-hmm. got your own <laughs> group um, you know, of friends that you do the show with. All that's kind of missing are the pints. And that's what the footy show was with James Sharman and Christian Jack. But that was on television and that was like it. You didn't have YouTube to be able to um, express yourself if you weren't in the media. Um, so I think that's what's cool now is that the soccer conversation is so much more inclusive. There are so many more voices. There really was just like the footy show, and the match broadcast on TSN and Sportsnet, and that was it. So yeah. now that you can have different pockets and different spots and even us with Footy Prime, I think that's mm-hmm. what's really driven it um, forward to a level where we all knew it, it could get to, um, but it's the access, it's FIFA, it's the fact that kids are um, consuming it on Twitch or Discord or whatever constantly, it's really up the level of it. Um, and it's not, you know, at that time, it was the broadcast that really mattered. If you had the Premier League rights, then people could pay attention. Mm. If you had La Liga rights, then people could watch. We had yeah. the Serie A at the score. And I, I got to be honest, <laughs> Italians don't watch. Oh. Like the, the thought was, oh, we, we lost the English Premier League to, to Sportsnet. Like what's the next best league? Well, Serie A, Zlatan. And this was, we got it the, the year that Milan won with Zlatan and Thiago Silva. Tiago Silva. Yeah. And I would tell, uh, honest, we would get TV ratings that would come up NA. Not applicable oh my! No. Yeah, because like, the, the, okay. all they do
1: is watch Italy that's it,
0: or they're watching on t l n or they're not they're not paying right. the paying the premium yeah. subscription Rye. right for it, or they're watching on Rye, yeah <laughs> why would I watch in English when I just paid this much for Rye yes. <laughs> okay so uh, i no. hope you enjoy the highlight show which is just uh someone's highlights over a michael jackson song <laughs> like, oh my god okay. no <laughs> half-time show. That,
1: that was literally my whole childhood <laughs> <laughs> tell us more chris <laughs> I, okay i remember my mom like ordering it like she was gonna order the score she realized i can't remember what the price was a month but then she's like is there any op- there other options to watch cdi like yeah right six dollars six dollars a month or six dollars for like every couple months so yeah we'll get it right uh, half was miserable I went. I went to go do something else halftime because I couldn't. I can't stand that music. It was terrible. <laughs> no halftime,
0: but yeah, right. You get news. Uh, it's it's the uh, Nono's connection to back home, <laughs> right? The Friday night, sexy car wash. Come on, right?
1: And then you get Celia uh, with uh, A little bit of everything. With, uh,
0: yeah, oh, on TLN, though. Like as soon as the game ends, then the mash starts. <laughs> that's that was my favorite. Or everybody loves Raymond. That's, yeah. or everybody loves Raymond. That's on there yeah. too. You were annoyed by that music, and it, for me, it's like the the. The whistle
3: just blew and it's that match yeah, right starts. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun,
1: dun. Oh, Sarah's <laughs> over. Oh, oh my Jesus.
3: yeah. And and having that panel early on was key and was kind of like some of my earliest memories of watching like Footy on T V here in Canada, like seeing Craig Forrest yeah. on Sportsnet talking about Premier League, seeing you on Sportsnet Central. Um yeah, that's kinda of how you like really learn the game in the beginning and kind of get into the culture and get the commentary and whatnot. So I think to see how much it's grown over the years has been uh, incredible.
0: It's exciting, right? And, like, what about the generation behind you? Like, what? Are, how will they consume it? It's funny to, for me to see now how, I
4: don't know about you guys, I'd love to hear, but how many full games do you watch in a match weekend? Oh, <laughs> Quite a few. Saturday, Sundays, we're probably here. If, if there's a good game, I'll wake up 7.30 in the morning. And you're watching all of them. And I'm watching at least till latest will be, like, 5 o'clock, if it's, like, a good La Liga game. Okay. But, like, we're glued to the TV for, like, at least five, six hours. But you're multi-screening. You're still doing there's other things. Five, there's four screens here, so we're definitely watching right. more yeah, than four games at a time. Game, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, we're definitely running a lot of games, and then it's always, there's something we kind of like, we always know, like Sunday mornings or Saturday mornings, like you're watching footy, Yeah, like nonstop.
0: I feel, though, that uh, it seems like the younger generation is just consuming the highlights. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah right? And they're yeah. obsessed mm-hmm. with it, and I love PSG, and I've never missed mm-hmm. a match weekend. highlights Highlights. you've watched every single highlight pack on Liga.com or the youtube YouTube channel channel. whatever um i do love though that the zone and fubo totally got it right with the multi-screen on apple yes you've got four monitors in front of you here i have one giant monitor and there's four games in it when there's multiple games out. now people think i'm crazy and it's probably true because you can't truly follow it yeah at least it's like audio on one yeah like the main game if it's villa at a 10 o'clock then villa's got the audio but like it's like when you're driving, I say, you know, you're always dancing, checking your mirrors. Like, yes, you're looking forward. You're focused on <laughs> yeah. going. We forward. See, but um, you're always like aware that's what it's like <laughs> when you've got five games on. Oh, no, and I, I understand.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's like an NFL red zone kind of thing. Yeah. You just have the all only, the games. Yeah. The only bad outs,
4: like negative part of like watching sports nowadays is there's so many subscriptions and there's so many yeah. different ways to access these games. Like, yes, Premier League is one of the biggest, so you have to watch Fubo. Then you want to watch Champions because it's the best of the best, right? That's the zone. Mm-hmm. And I think Serie I think is in football too. La Liga is and cable, yeah. And then Dortmund and uh, Bundesliga is, I think is in cable as well. Mm-hmm. And as well, if you want to watch uh, the uh, Portuguese league. Good luck. Yeah. You're watching it illegally. Yeah.
0: yeah. So Ho- it, hope you're really good at finding the red X to click away on the stream. <laughs> so you don't get, you
4: know, Russian viruses. girls want to meet you. No, I, wanna, I just want to watch Benfica to see if, if Emerson's figured it out on the left side. And then it like, cuts her before something good happens. So you have to find another stream and whatnot. And, but that's it's the only downside of it. But again, you, end of the day, you do you got to do what to do to yeah. watch the sport you love.
0: It's so great point, though, is you ask how things have changed. In when we did the footy show, yeah. that wasn't a thing because yeah. you just didn't have access to that. Yeah. Like You were lucky if someone had the rights. I remember it was like the Europa League. And TLN, I think, had grabbed the Europa League only in the knockout stages. And th- imagine now if wow. you're like, I'm not watching Barcelona... Sorry. <laughs> the new Europa League king. Sorry, bro. But I love that they've made that their niche. They're like, you know, what we're going to plant our flag right now. Bankruptcy in the Europa League. Boom. Back Let's to back. Let's go right here. Give us some. He's years. the Barca fan yeah. too. So don't let him. Oh, get that. okay, okay. <laughs> Tough times. You got some good kits though. You got the gold ones. You yeah, a couple, like vintage. You got old
3: Ronaldinho one. The old Ronaldo, the blue and uh, a one. Okay. I okay. like I like the retro kits. We all do. We, we all have, have a lot much. of retro kits. Well, <laughs> I like
0: that you're supporting our national team now. Have to. Uh, which is which is great. That's yeah. a special thing. (laughs) Right, I really wanted um, Portugal and Canada to be drawn in the same group. I really wanted it, and it looked like it was going to happen. It was like the second last ball. uh, Whether Morocco was drawn first or it was Ghana, and then that's what flipped it. But I, I I thought, wow, for Canada to be at the World Cup for the first time in my lifetime to play Portugal, who I saw win the Euros, and Uh that's the team I've cheered for. That's been my team. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love the chance to cheer against them because. Canada's there. Canada my first.
2: country is Your there. Canada first. So you, would, I was have, you ask. would have cheered Canada first. Thousand percent. Oh, thousand See, percent. this guy
1: was, says otherwise. He said he would rather cheer for Ecuador than Canada. And I am. And you for are Ecuador first. Yeah. Huh. it's okay. different. Okay.
2: It's different for me because, like, my my parents, my my, I have an older sister, older brother. are all born in Ecuador as well. Right. We're a first generation so Canadian. Like we're First generation Canadians, and like our whole like the
4: way we were raised is. Ecuadorian, like Hispanic, Hispanic, Hispanic. Right. so Hispanic, like, so. even the football we started watching as kids too, like my father he was watching football, it was more like it was like, all Ecuadorian, Ecuadorian football, he football. Football.
2: right, so. so
4: that's how kind of we started watching, and even okay. like the earlier World Cups, we always went for Ecuador. Ecuador, because Canada was never really part of the scene at the moment, at the time, Got it. so it was always Ecuador 2002, Ecuador 2006, I believe so, yes, mm-hmm. so and then uh, I think 2014 was our last most recent one, but then again, they're this year, so. And they're playing the first game, which is gonna get and then it's luckily it's our birthday as well. Oh, on <laughs> that Sunday, <laughs> November, there you go. It's our birthday in Ecuador. Place they bumped it up for you guys. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, give it a little call. You know, Hello, can, it's my birthday. Can I can't understand this? that.
0: Right. Uh, everything's Ecuadorian in this house. So
4: did I come too late? I missed the <laughs> empanada bites and the scrolls. You did. You did. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> next time. But next time. I know there's like that whole thing where the the home team usually wins in their first game. Isn't South Africa? I think Russia also won their first game. Yeah, but yeah. that was that. That may have been fixed. So maybe Qatar, maybe, maybe yeah. a Qatar might like against win. Saudi Arabia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how that first game goes. So, but yeah, no, I'm definitely going for Canada as well. Like, it's it's obviously something different for all of us because it's it's first time experiencing it. So yeah. obviously you want to see the best of the best, and you want to hope for the best for all of the players going into it. But if Canada were to face Ecuador, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'll go for yeah. Ecuador. <laughs> no, I, I could resonate
3: with them to an extent, like. Growing up watching Brazil is some of my best memories of watching footy. And, like, you hear a lot of people say, like, they hate the international break, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you prefer club Mm -hmm. football. I love the international break, even when it's friendly. It's, like, like, my favorite footy is watching Brazil play. So naturally, sure I kind of gravitate towards that. But
0: generations
3: of superstars. they have yeah. had Antonio Valencia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you know, no offense, it's but different. it's like you've got
4: you're always when you're winning every single week. The time you play, right? Yeah, it it's uh, must, be, must be fun watching
2: that.
0: <laughs> like, look, look how really? they just rifle off some names of guys who are in form and stars. You're like, yeah, probably not going to make Brazil. Though. Yeah, like, exactly. Gabby Jesus, real slump. You know, he's uh, <laughs> he's only assisted in the last five games. He's probably not going to be lucky like to no. make the bench.
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
3: Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, we we've entered like I think since '98, every World Cup is the number one favorite, but it hasn't passed out every out. time. Yeah. So. Exactly. It's out well. and, then yeah. and then there's <laughs>
4: Italy.
1: So yeah, well, I only got one thing to cheer for this World Cup. So that was good for me. So <laughs>
0: what was your what was your first World Cup that you fully consumed? Um, fully, was it '02?
4: Was it '06? Fully fully consumed was '06. 06 I remember right. seeing some oh. highlights of '02, but yeah. fully consumed. I think it was '06. Definitely the Zidane headbutt. Yeah. So I remember yeah. that that was a that was one of the most that was the biggest like memories I've had, which is that World Cup. Obviously, that's, that's everyone's one of my, biggest yeah, memory. That's one of my first World that's Cup memories.
2: Watching for, the yeah. Italy France because we were in Saint Clair too. We were in Saint Clair. They had a the big know, TV, big yeah, in the park. Yeah, and that's my first memory. Everyone there and just watching it. Yeah. Seeing the headbutt in this big screen, you're like, what just happened? Isn't this football? <laughs> <laughs> someone yeah. just got headbutted. <laughs> I asked that
0: because, like, the World Cup is such, and the Euros are the same, mm-hmm. but it's it's like a snapshot in time, right? Yeah. yeah. Whether players are, star players are injured, or club teams are, are poor form, or someone like Hakim Ziyech is at, uh, butting heads with the coach, and, yeah. like, he's not there, but that, the highlight pack, the movie that they make that runs on YouTube forever, like, oh, yeah. it's just this frozen snapshot, of what soccer was. And then you get a whole bunch of people that either dive in or dive in harder because Mm -hmm. of a tournament. Um, And so with Canada there now, like playing at the World Cup, it's still surreal. No, 100%. Um, Thinking about it, thinking that we're going to hear the anthem Mm -hmm. at the World Cup. Crazy. Like everyone's going to be asking you about Alfonso Davies. And other players like Jonathan Azorio or Alistair Johnson. Or Stephen Estacchio, who is naturally my favorite Canadian. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's, he
3: is so good. He's, he's so good. He's, probably, you know, he's the engine of the team. I think, um, I guess, besides Davies, he's got to be the most important player on the side.
2: And he's going into the tournament kind of informed. <laughs> kind of
3: informed. He's playing, <laughs> he's playing like
2: Champions of, League, scoring out this, goals. Out of this
0: world. Yeah. Um, we're recording this like match day six in yeah. the Champions League. And uh, I think it was Michael Singh that tweeted when he committed to Canada. There was no chance uh-huh. he could have played for Portugal.
2: That's why I saw a tweet about that. I was reading it, I'm like, this is so cool. It's so true. Like, And now? He, he
0: he would start for Portugal, I think, no? sorry, João Moutinho, you're out of the team. Yeah, of course. Because Ishtake is going to play.
2: 100% he would be a starter, I think, in my opinion. Which is amazing. I know, it's crazy to see. Kids from
0: Leamington. Yeah, Leamington out there. You know, yeah. uh, I, just, I just love, yeah, I just love what he's done. Like, you know, face adversity mm-hmm. um, uh, and just to be able to get to that level scoring goals on one of the biggest teams in Portugal as a Portuguese-Canadian. Mm-hmm. He's so fiercely proud page. to be Canadian. This is yeah. what's great. You hear him talk about the brotherhood and playing mm-hmm. for Canada. Like It'd be easy for him to be like, I'm Portuguese, yeah. because he lived there longer. Exactly. He's, played, he's That's his first language, and it's in practice. Pfft. It's great that... This Canadian team is finally a real reflection of the country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like mm-hmm. the country. Yeah. yeah, you know, I know not all of the. It doesn't look like Northern Alberta, okay, <laughs> or Manitoba, but it does look like a better reflection than Canada teams of the past. 100. And it's a, it's like a true immigrant story, which mm-hmm. is really cool. And we all have come mm-hmm. from immigrant backgrounds. Yeah, um, that we can now celebrate and see that on the national team stage, on the world stage, that's really cool. Yeah,
3: yeah, it truly represents the melting pot. That yeah. Canada is right, and that acquisition of Eustachio, I think is huge because um that's like the first kind of i guess big dual national that they're able to acquire, and it'll just lead onto the road of acquiring even more oh, 100%. so I think him committing to Canada was a huge statement, yeah, it's going to
0: be big i mean I, I, if that doesn't happen, like I don't know if you get someone like Ugbo. who right. had the uh, exactly. e k Ugbo had the chance of uh, three other places yeah. Um, I understand why Junior Hoylett waited as long as he did. Don't fault the guy, Canada was in a different spot, mm-hmm. like oh. Do I want to go travel around the world and farther distances and go to the Caribbean to play with Scott Arfield? Or <laughs> do I have the chance of playing for England? Yeah, like, no. I understand why you'd want to, you know, sit and wait on that. Uh, and no, again, not, no offense to Scott Arfield. Great player. Might be in Qatar. <laughs> he might. I, they I've been might, hearing might hearing really some need him. Yeah. Might that, really yeah, need him crazy. in Qatar. So, yeah. Do
3: Definitely. you see Tamori as the one that got away?
0: I think Tamori and Asmir Begovic are two guys that you just think it's, it's like life. I don't know if this is just something I've come to now, like in my mid thirties or we're coming out of this pandemic, but I regularly catch myself thinking like parallel universe. What if this had happened instead? You're watching too many Marvel movies. I actually don't watch Marvel movies, (laughs) but maybe that's it, bro. Maybe it's just the time. Maybe that's, that's the influence they've had on the culture. I'm not even watching. And now I'm thinking about life like that, but like, tell me you're not looking at Ronaldo sitting on the bench next to Casemiro. Just yeah. spitting out Tremotsu rappers. And he's like, <laughs> like, What if he went to Man City?
4: Yeah.
0: What if he'd actually gone and played with yeah. Pep? Yeah. Mm-hmm. These are the things that I think about now. So, yeah, what if Tamori was not like, Okay, Gareth, yeah, I really want to play for England because I want to get, uh, because my name is like easily rhymed in a rap lyric. I'd love it. <laughs> yeah. It's Stormzy's rapping about Tamori.
3: <laughs> and not getting minutes. Yeah. Sadly. And not getting yeah. minutes.
1: I know. But he's
0: been great at Milan. Like, yeah. Yeah, you watch a lot of Serie A. Can yeah. we talk about how Rafaela is the best player in Serie A right now? He doesn't want to say. He's, he's Inconsistent,
1: man. Oh, bro, <laughs> you're asking. You're asking. you asking a UA fan. He'll be. He'll be the second because Case is back now. Speaking of inconsistent, <laughs> UV Yeah, you know? oh, we stay. Yeah, great.
0: The best game they played in two years, I think. <laughs> really? PSG. Yeah, PSG, but nothing good. mattered. Yeah. Was Javi Simons out there for PSG? Like, who was on that team? Sheet? Oh, he's at PSV. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just meant that they went to they <laughs> could go to
4: the back, you know, <laughs> the back shelf. No, they had they had a pretty good team on.
1: Surprisingly, I, even I,
4: even a lot of people are saying that like, this was one of the his best performances, and they're playing a lot of their um, youth youth players. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's what that's what, like, what they're missing because we watched that we watched that Juve Milan game, and then even one of the six, even no, no live no, when I watched went, oh, to watch oh, the session, we went right? live. That and,
2: was uh, probably the worst Juve performance I've ever seen my life, or football performance in general, I think, and it was live. Milan yeah. were just all over them. Which it was not bad. It I do love horrible. the addition that and it was live. <laughs> it was, <laughs> was like horrible. It
0: was even more worse because I paid money to be <laughs> you here. Watch this. I expected. <laughs> That's it. what made it worse.
2: <laughs> I expected a good game, close game. Both teams. It battling was a good out, game, but uh, it was no. You. It, it were, was.
4: Not, it was different seeing Leao live, like you said. Layout oh, is yeah. just something different. And as soon as you see that him t- receive that ball, you see everyone. All the fans just under toes, like, ready to, like, get yeah. off their seat. Yeah, everyone. And, like, he just beats he one player, so beats another cool. player, puts the ball in, and everyone's already up everyone's saying oh! something. oh! Yeah. Everyone's and, like, every moment he receives that pass, every moment he's doing something different, or when he's open, everyone's like, leo, leo. So it's, it's so cool that he's done that, like, at Milan, mm-hmm. and not
0: in the Bundesliga or for Salzburg, when you just exactly. kind of see these glimpses, that you yeah. can actually see it consistently, mm-hmm. and it's going to get attention. Yeah. Um I think he's going to get moved to the, the Premier League. Yeah, he will. Premier League? Which team? I do. I mean, does he not seem like an Arsenal player to you? No, <laughs> I'll just say
1: Chelsea. Chelsea. Really? I think he's a Chelsea. Chelsea love their wingers. Yeah. And they have money to splash. Are they going to uh, spend it
0: all on Ronaldo in January, though?
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot. That. I don't get their owner. Their owner's a weird guy.
0: Yeah. I mean, don't give us an all-star game, Todd. <laughs> but as a Portuguese fan who really wants to see Ronaldo play at the top of his game and as great as it's going to be when he's playing for the Columbus Crew <laughs> <Yeah>. in MLS <laughs> and I get to see him twice a year like <laughs> I don't want that to happen until he's 44 yeah. Yeah. like I want to see Ronaldo in the Champions League exactly I was trying to pick the most random MLS team they've so, Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm like, too. So I can, that'll be his destination. <laughs> like, I can imagine, like, on the Argentine version of this show, they're like, oh, yeah, when Messi goes to Vancouver Whitecaps. Ha ha ha. How crazy <laughs> that would be.
4: It's true, though, right? There yeah. are just
0: some cities in MLS where it's like, you know, you like Hani Mukhtar, who just won the MLS MVP. Yeah. Great player. Nashville's Nashville. not going to get Messi. No. Like, it's just never, it's not. Ne- Olivier Giroud's not turning up in Chicago. <laughs> exactly. This is not going to happen. Yeah, right? it's
3: pretty much LA, Miami. Toronto. Yeah. yeah I, sure would, I would love,
0: I don't know if you saw my tweet, when they they did uh, that All for One show when Berna turned up. And I love yeah. Berna. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, guys. I love the guy. All for
2: one. And he's, yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> amazing guy. Amazing guy. All for one. Sits in his stall. Oh and in God. between him and I can't remember if it was Crescito or Insigne, but there was an empty stall. I was like, is that is that Ronaldo? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> you guys need it. it. That was my first thought. So. <laughs> oh, stop. I mean, you've got two of the A pieces here, and there's an empty stall in between them. Like, for photo ops, put Azorio in there. What, Jaden Nelson yeah. has to be in the corner? Like, put some fillet so yeah. that it doesn't stand out and how look empty. You, how about you sit there? Me, bro, I run like a 400 pound man. Like, for whatever reason, I just, I look great and I've got the boots. You've got a couple of pairs of boots I got on the wall here. Like, on purpose, everyone looks the part, but I've got like seven minutes to like. (laughs) like that's <laughs> right it's like the, people always say like oh watch that watch the sports that guy he watch them like good good so it's like i'm just creating space for other people yeah. but then a ball comes in or i got to make a run and they're like oh this guy sucks <laughs> you're I've the best
4: second this, striker so. you a lot of people love to play next to you pull the defender away yeah. my <laughs> best position is left out actually okay <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Left bench. If
0: I don't put the team together, it doesn't happen. Like, there you go. That's why I'm always the captain. I'm always the captain <laughs> oh, so that I know I'm playing. Captain. And then if it goes to penalties, people are like, ah, oh, he put the team together and he's he's taking the money for the last three sessions. Like, <laughs> well. yeah, yeah. You're
1: free to play for our team whenever you want. Okay, okay. But I got to drive all the way up here yeah, to Aurora? We're all the way up here, okay. though, yeah. All right.
4: <laughs> but um, like, just back to Leal a little bit and, like the yeah like is Obviously, these players love to see those big moves to Barcelona, Real Madrid, mm-hmm. even some Premier League teams. But isn't it wouldn't it be great just to continue keep, keeping those stars in the league and making Serie A back to where it was before? Yeah, has the funds. So, th-
0: it's, this is a great question. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially in your generation, I think, when you have the opportunity to consume so much, yet you're speaking about Serie A from a time that was before my time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When yeah. they had all the Dutch stars, when they had... Shevchenko, as we go into you know the 90s mm-hmm. and early mm-hmm. 2000s. There was that period where I talk about um, when we got the rights and the score, mm-hmm. where like Zlatan and uh, Thiago Silva Sino. from Milan. I forget Pato. who else would have been on that team at that time. Pato. Pato. I mean, Kaká cool. had left like 09. Mm-hmm. I feel like when Kaká left, the Serie A was on such a dip. And then the league started to reflect like Europe's economics. And that's why the Serie A kind of stayed in this zone where yeah. yes these clubs are big they could still attract star players they could st- they were always going to attract international players mm-hmm. but now you'd see it's not that crazy to see someone like Rafael Leal go to Wolves yeah right yeah, it's not sure. that crazy to see these players look at Samaka mm-hmm. instead of Juve or Napoli or some team locally in Italy I mean domestic team yeah, where you exactly. thought he would go and be a superstar it's West Ham yeah and it's West Ham for 40 million transfer fee yeah. Why? Because he's making one hundred fifty thousand pounds a week now, money. minimum, and he's yeah. probably it's probably more. Yeah, but like you're not getting that in
4: uh? Syria. Nah, it That's definitely true. is the money because you can never see like as soon as people players go into the Premier League, like yeah, they're set. <laughs> they're set. Why go anywhere else? They're set. As for much life. as they, as much as one thing is loving the sport and playing for like your club, your dream team, your dream team, the club you supported growing up. and they day, like you want to get the money and yeah live that life
0: <laughs> and these teams know this as well and yeah. it's like you there, there's it's no secret why mm-hmm. juve and barcelona and real but i think more so juve and Barca were oh, pushing i, I thought su- you're
4: going to the europa league route and the then, then Madrid. oh the, i was
0: pushing the super league why they <laughs> yeah. were pushing that agenda so hard it's because they need that yeah. just yeah. to sustain the level that they're at mm-hmm. because they're going to get trumped by some team like everton or Newcastle. <laughs> We're watching this happen live <laughs> yeah. now with Newcastle,
4: right? And they're 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 competing.
0: Yeah, they <laughs> what are they good. fourth or fifth now?
2: Fourth mm-hmm. place. Fourth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, Eddie Howe's built something pretty good up there. Bruno Guimard, by the way, is
1: <sighs> and Joel He's also good player.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's, he's been good. I love how they call him Joe Linton, by the way. Joel, like, yeah. like, <laughs> over-anglicized his name. Joe Linton. Oh, hey, you Portuguese mate, that Joe Pinto, he's great. Yeah. Like, João, I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joe Matinho, Joe Matinho. <laughs> Who's Joe Matinho?
2: Oh my but God. even
4: players like um, Napoli star, oh, like, he's, he's going to get real. picked up like, Sooner or Madrid or later. already won them. next you, year. You next mean Cavaradona, bro? Let's make it easy Kivar for bro. <laughs> let's <laughs> anglicize it by making it Argentine
0: and simple. Cavaradona, <laughs> I <see it. laughs> But
4: like that whole Napoli side, like a lot of those players, like already going to be have big eyes on them. Even yeah. in this Premier League, let alone Cavaradona is going to be now. great at Southampton next year. Yeah, yeah exactly. for sure. <laughs> there so. you go.
0: No, I hope that that I hope that that's not the shift. Yeah. Um, but that's it's you know that's the economics of football in general. I mean, yeah, how sure. many. You can list a bunch of teams from the Serie A that would have star players: Chesena, Sassuolo, as constantly selling them out. Yeah. They become a factory, yeah. right? Yeah. They're always selling to Juve. They're always selling to Napoli. Juve. The <laughs> difference is now it's Juve and Napoli and Roma. They're selling to England, mm-hmm. and they're selling to mid or, you know mid tier teams blues. on paper. But it's you know the books like in the offices they have where a lot more money writing checks that Juve, uh, Milan, both. The Milan teams just can't compete with.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. That's football. We'll see where that goes. But um, I want I want to touch back a little bit. We're yeah. talking a bit about Portuguese players. Okay. You being a Portuguese uh, Canadian. Yeah. Um, July 2016, Stade de France. You were there. I was there. Uh, you were there Damn. to see Portugal upset France. Tell us what that experience was like. I felt like Drake, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was there for 25 hours in Paris. My cousin Jay and I. We'd gone. T- I had been trying. Portugal played Poland, I think, in the last 16 mm-hmm. Yeah. or that before. They beat them on penalties. And as soon as they – it must have been the last 16. And as soon as they beat them, I was determined that to get finals tickets because Portugal wasn't going to get there. Mm-hmm. Just the way the bracket looked. And I know that – I think it was Croatia. They had another, another tough test. But once they beat Poland on penalties, I was like, that's it. Like, they're going to be there. Idea. I exhausted every contact I know, bro. I was texting people that – we're in sports circles that weren't even soccer circles. Like, hey, Luke Wilson, uh, remember we did that charity thing? Do you have any European friends that might have tickets? Yeah, I think I got a guy. Let me try. Okay, great. So I'm and I'm knocking on every single media door possible. Could I get even press creds? But I wanted tickets to There's be able tickets, to go. At least tickets. So the match, the final was on a Sunday. It's like th- it must have been Thursday night. I went to the Blue Jays game with my cousin Jay, and he says, "Hey, any luck getting tickets?" I'm like. No, nah, man. I'm like, let me try Luke Wilson again and see. Uh, he said he had a broker. And I think as we're talking about this, he texts me and says, hey, man, uh, any luck getting tickets? Like, my dude's to me. I'm like, man, you're my last resort. Ah, I guess I'm staying. And so my cousin Jay looks at his phone. And he goes, well, FIFA's releasing more tickets tomorrow. I'm like, good luck, bro. That's like a lottery. Like, yeah. good luck. So, we're, you know, enjoying the baseball game, uh, having a few drinks. And now I'm starting to feel like confident. Like, you know what? We're going to get tickets. I blast everyone on my phone that lives in a different place thinking that I have a better chance if Beginning. I'm you know, buying yeah. tickets from my, my brothers in, in Hong Kong. Hey, can you do this? Like, here's my... if it's As long as it's anything less than 2,000 euros, just do it. And I'll, I'll wire you the money right away. <laughs> I was messaging everyone. A couple English people, people in Australia. I had a friend in South Africa. I wake up at 8 o'clock. This started at 6, by the way. The tickets were released at oh, 6. Oh, shoot, and you right? woke up at 8? No, because I was drinking. <laughs> yeah, so I wake up at 8. Priorities, man. To my cousin Jay calling oh man oh, i missed it it's eight damn then he calls the missus phone oh jay's calling my phone I'm like oh yeah it's these tickets hey man sorry like, do i get four or do i get it uh, do i get two or do i get four? Oh shoot what do i get two or do i get four you're in he's a guy man do i get two or do i get four tickets uh get four man get four thinking we could worst case we sell the other two yeah. and we could pay for the whole trip right which is not uh easy to do in europe as you know from uh, yeah, there's a few been tickets. Some- where, unlike yeah. in, in North America, where if you bought four, you can sell, sell a multitude them. of ways. Yeah. Yeah. These are hard tickets. Like, So well, I'm going to stand on a street corner in Paris in the final yeah, exactly. and hope to not get robbed of my two tickets as well? <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. a chance. Yeah. So we took Jay's dad and uh, his brother-in-law, and it was amazing. Man. Wow. It was, we, we booked the flights, um, and we flew out there on the Saturday. We landed Sunday. I think we were supposed to land at a 10 a.m. or something. We're on that defunct Icelandic airline. Oh wow, airlines. Wow, that was a bad journey. <laughs> <laughs> but we got there. Uh, at 1 o'clock, the match was at 6 or 9. I guess the match would have been at 9. Um, to see this cavalcade of of Portuguese people, ethnically Portuguese people, who did not speak Portuguese because they are Parisians. Mm. Oh. Cheer for Portugal because, like your situation, that's their that's their upbringing. Yeah. They're Portuguese people who just you know, lived multi-generation now, lived in France. Um, and I'm not fluent in Portuguese. So you just had this constant awkward, like, hey, migré bon chance. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. They're uh, force Portugal. I'm like, that's a funny way of, you know, what, what island are you from? Yeah, oh, Paris. Yeah, the third largest Portuguese city on the planet. Paris, actually. Um, oh so gosh. to see them win and know that there were so many, like, Parisian people that cared about it as much as I did as mm-hmm. Portuguese supporters. Um, the champs was filled with cars as if the local team won Whoa. because wow. they were locals che- cheering for Portugal. Um, and we did that until two, f- three in the morning. Um, oh, oh, that was amazing. Yeah, it was. It was really special. Man. I still can't believe it happened. Yeah. Honestly, it still it still feels like a dream that I, me getting to the final was the win. Yeah, and then Portugal actually
1: winning,
3: won, winning it. Yeah, and considering that Ronaldo gets injured in that game there with that kind of final shot, Did you lose all hopes there?
2: <laughs> yeah, when Ronaldo got injured.
3: When Ronaldo yeah. got injured,
0: I, I definitely, that was the first time I realized I thought about how much money I'd spent. <laughs> 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 I just like, oh, at, at the first, you're just like, credit card, take this, that, whatever, like yeah. 15, $15, 15 euros for a pint. Absolutely. There's not even alcohol in it. Who
2: cares? Get to <laughs> them. Like,
0: you weren't thinking about anything. Yeah. And then I will watch the moths attack his face and he gets subbed off and you got, and this is where they lose 4-0. Yeah. It was zero zero, right? At the yeah. time, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. Zero. That was the first half. Yeah. And now we can look at Ronaldo as the greatest player and best assistant coach of yeah, all time. For
2: sure. <laughs> for having helped. Uh, You're there. The you were just both.
0: <laughs> Honestly, I I I love Ronaldo. I, I kind of I think you know that.
2: I kind of felt the same way when we were watching the Manchester uh, derby. Okay. And we got, realized that Ronaldo wasn't starting. I'm like, that's when i him like. He wasted all his, his freaking money. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know playing. I know. He better at least come on. And he didn't come on at all. And I was like, okay, what the? I know
4: I saw an amazing game. How? Yeah. of course. I'm the, I'm, the, I'm a United fan. I'm a United fan. So, yeah. honestly, obviously watching that, it was like, hey, they're losing 1 0, 2 0, 3 0. Just pretty on. The, I'm seeing the United fans starting leaving. I zoom in my camera, all the city fans are flipping them off. Of course. Say, calling their moms all these names. I'm like, I. I he wore a man, New Jersey, but luckily he had it covered. I had to cover it up. Those oh fans? Gosh, crazy. They're pretty, uh, they'll get on you. So, you wait,
0: you're a United fan, but your tickets were with the City fans?
4: Yes. Yeah. We couldn't We, we couldn't, couldn't get, like, get a, okay. Because uh, I'm sure they sell it to more, like, um, I guess, members who are part of the yeah, yeah. membership. Yeah. It's It's tricky to get. I'm glad just, you got in yeah. there. But yeah. you're the United fan. Yeah, yeah. So, what were you wearing? I, no, I knew I shouldn't wear anything because they tell you in advance. Even the tickets. You I didn't
0: tell them. your twin brother. I, we told them. It was us too. It was us was more, It was us two and one more buddy. So we all went and were like, "David, don't do it." And like as soon as we,
4: as soon as we got off the train. Security guards carries like, like you, yeah. You Either you cover that up, or you have to go to the
2: to the home.
0: So section. They, what they they send you to JD Sports to go buy like a jacket. So I
2: was like, give me a second. This guy's like, is there a Hudson Bay here? How do I need to go buy a new he, piece of clothing? He had to. Uh, I buttoned
4: it up. He I, had up a, but I had a even shirt on because we so. were doing some a little bit of a content. we recording some content. We're asking people some questions, and right. like I saw oh, this stuff. Man, we were man. we were even seeing like other fans. just like getting like just yeah. ripped on. they were like, just saying all this stuff to them, and even like. We were sitting down, we had our seats down. We're obviously, City fans around us, and like even one guy next to him, he was from Norway, but he was there to watch Haaland, obviously. Okay. But he, obviously, you're a football fan, you want to record everything you get. He's recording some of the menu players, and the fans behind us are like, Why are you recording them? Why are you yeah, recording them? Yeah, like,
2: oh, it's I that serious. It was that serious. So he can't record them. It was crazy. Like, honestly, at
4: the end of the day, we've seen Haaland score three goals. You saw Foden score three goals, and at least some United players got some goals in. So, as much as they lost the game and we didn't see Ronaldo win, I still think that was a great. Experience because we yeah. got to see something that a lot of people didn't get to see. And
0: as a football fan, you're a football won. fan.
4: yeah. I'm a football fan first. I mean, I defend second. Like, that's always what it'll be. Like, I was, I'm i watching football from the day to the night. Yeah. It can be any football.
0: But as a f- you, I'm glad that you can appreciate yeah. how I
4: appreciated the, that. Th- I, pre- I appreciate the game. And yeah. that's the thing. Like, Hallen scoring those three goals. And like, you saw the moments live. You're like, like how did he do this? Like, you watch these moments on TV and you're like, how's this, this guy scoring these goals? And it was one goal I think De Bruyne crossed it in. Him. Like, he's not getting this. <laughs> He's not getting this, and he literally like slid, S- and like stuck his leg as far as possible. The were was just stuck, frozen, and he scored that goal. No one else yeah. is getting that. No. You really think about
0: really all really the greats like Ruud van Nistelrooy, even Ronaldo. Yeah. Ronaldo. Like, I, I tried now. to describe Holland as. uh, 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 uh Sometimes I do these cross sport references. This is my Sportsnet Central, so <laughs> so I'm because I'm always using a North American sport to explain some soccer point. Yeah. Like, hey man, so. uh This guy going to this team, like, give me the equivalent. I'm like, uh, so McDavid, he uh is on a really bad team and he decides I'm just gonna play in the KHL instead. Oh, okay. Whatever that reference is. I say that Holland is kind of like the this Ronaldo evolution, the way that LeBron is the evolution of what MJ's game was. Mm -hmm. Right? Because he he is very much MJ but bigger, stronger, and faster in this version that doesn't look like Michael Jordan. And I think that that's that's kind of the only way to describe to someone new what Holland is like. It's just this evolution. He is doing things that Ronaldo couldn't do uh, and scoring goals at a rate that will... Probably obliterate him. Break a lot of records. Like, <laughs> if I'm Christine Sinclair, am I worried that maybe? <laughs> oh no! Like if, if Norway ever gets good, my yeah. international goals record you might need a little more talent <laughs> yeah.
4: on that side. But, <laughs> but it's sweet. true. Like a lot of these younger players are watching their like heroes, their icons play, and they're ca- like grasping all of that, and they want to play like their heroes. But they're now adding something different. And it's the way Ronaldo's are same things when he watched his heroes play, and before then, before that, so. And who knows who who's gonna start watching Highland play now? Maybe in twenty years from now, they're gonna be way better than him. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna find the next guy. But yeah, Ronaldo. Watching,
2: I finally got him to watch him play against Sheriff Europa League. But he won.
4: He, okay. he played so.
2: Got to see. You got his, to see that game. Yeah, nice. Just before I left,
0: he didn't score in that game because he didn't want number number seven hundred to be. No, he did score on that. Oh, game. Oh, he did score in that game. Yeah. I'm sorry.
2: I kind of missed it though. <laughs> in
0: oh, you missed it. Were you take, getting a drink?
2: I had, no, I had to take the train back to London. Which is a five-hour uh, train ride, and the last train ride was like I had to leave ten minutes early to make that train ride, or else I'm not going back to Canada. Is <laughs> it just constant on. heartbreak football yeah. stories with these yeah. guys? So
0: I, first of all, you don't talk to each other. You don't tell each <laughs> other like how, how to prepare for them, this. Hey, You do what you want. <laughs> you wear like, whatever you, you want. You couldn't get an Airbnb <laughs> locally. You had to take the train back. No, <laughs>
2: I think our, my, tr- our plane was from London. That's why. Got it. And okay, and like it was last minute okay you were trying to squeeze into just a Thursday game. night date yeah. with the Europa League yeah, so the I'm song like, is so much better exactly. I get it, so like,
0: you know, <laughs> it it's different, it hits it different. I'll squeeze it in yeah. now it does yeah, yeah. <laughs> well like what are they doing with the does the conference they even have a song I <laughs> think so. No, I
4: think they do. I think it does
0: they, they must they,
2: they have a little it. jingle a little but jingle. is it yeah we're gonna start the game it's just a stinger it's just like a swipe yeah but no, watching all the play, I don't know if it's the same for you, but for me, it was like next level just to see him. And I was like pretty close to yeah. watching him play. So I was like seeing one of the greatest to play ever. Like I got goosebumps.
0: Yeah, for sure. Play, right? It's because you, you you know what it's like to have witnessed this greatness on TV mm. forever. And you feel so removed because it's you're on television, yeah. you're watching these night games in the day. To actually see your sporting heroes in person, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing, man.
3: Yeah, yeah we'll and now uh now it's his last dance. Qatar twenty twenty two. Yeah. Do you think they could win it? I don't Damn. think it's his last dance either, man. No. I, think no. I think he might be playing here.
4: How old t- what is he now? He's thirty. 30- He's thirty seven.
3: He'll be forty one in twenty twenty six. Yeah. He'll play. It's possible. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, yeah. like
0: he might not even be in MLS then.
3: Really? He might. Do, do you think MLS is his next uh, not, is it his next destination? I no, so. you don't think so. He's going back to Portugal.
2: I think one more European team, like top five leagues, and I think he goes back to
0: Portugal. I think they, we might get two European two. teams. One Ooh. of them is, is Sporting's in the Champions League yeah, when sporting. he's like forty. Yeah. Then I think it'd be, but yeah, I think he'd like one in between. Yeah, that's um, what I'm thinking
2: too. A Chelsea.
0: I think honestly, I think Chelsea in January would be would be it. Yeah. Really? But sorry, I've pivoted off of the most <laughs> no, no, no worries. to tell everybody that when Portugal wins the World Cup. Which camera? When Portugal wins the World Sorry, Cup. Look at the guitar. main one. When Portugal wins the World Cup <laughs> in Qatar, uh, I I I feel very torn with this team because I do think without Ronaldo they play better. They 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 do. <laughs> they're more competitive, uh, and they 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 just. It really pains me to. Say, I'm struggling to find the words because it pains me to say it. And I haven't play a little more free, maybe less
3: pressure. There's a lot of that. There's
0: so much more fluid. They're they're more. I do think that they're dangerous in ways that they just cannot be mm-hmm. with Ronaldo. With on.
4: It's a, it's the same way with uh, United. Mm-hmm. It's the same with United because I watched them play against uh, Spurs. Mm-hmm. That's and they've been such great format right now recently. Mm-hmm. The game against Chelsea, the game against Spurs, um, even a couple of Europa League games, but. Without him on the pitch, it's a lot more free. You're not always looking for him. You're not always let you me know he he's there getting upset because he's not getting the passes, or when he does get the pass, you know that if you're open, you're not you might not receive it. It's more centralized around him specifically. Yeah, which uh, it is true. I forget what the game was, but
0: you might remember this. Fred took the ball off someone and he goes running up the left side, and it was like it was not easy for him to get the ball, and it was about to go out on the on the, the uh, touch line. Ronaldo is, is sprinting and Fred hits this ball that very few people could hit. Mm-hmm. And he put it too far forward. Yeah. Uh, but it was a very difficult ball. And Ronaldo turns like that was the only chance he was going to get for the next hundred years. Yeah. And, got some- right? and it was Fred's <laughs> fault. And the, the shot on Fred was like, oh man, like he's going to take my lunch money. <laughs> but, uh, I, I'm going to get beat up in the change room by Ronaldo because I couldn't make this pass me. that only De Bruyne could make. He was like falling down. He was like sprinting just to get it before the ball went out. Yeah. And I thought, man, I couldn't imagine being in that change room because yeah. everyone reveres him, right? Yeah, and this is the it. thing, you know, someone like Leal, who I think is probably on the cusp who idolize him and respect him, but also understands like, oh, I'm going to play here a lot longer without you mm-hmm. and with you. So That's I'm appreciating true. this moment now. But unlike Matinho, unlike even Jota or Andre Silva, these guys who the bulk of their career is because Ronaldo's right. there. Yeah. And and they would, you know, be so lucky to play 6, 7, maybe 8 years with him. Yeah. Um, but these younger guys now know that this is just a snapshot. Much like when Ronaldo played with Rui Costa and yeah. Luis Figo at Euro 2004. Yeah. He knew he was you so know taking over.
4: It was
1: t- going to be his team. Yeah. So, yeah. Leal is the next main guy for Portugal, is what you're saying? Th- there's a few guys, right? Like, I think Joao Felix <laughs> Yeah, like, I'm huge there. on his
3: talent, Joao, yeah. Felix. Joao but Felix. But wrong yeah. situation at Atletico Madrid? Could be, right, with
0: Simeone. I mean, he's so free-spirited, mm-hmm. and that's, they need to play in a system where you have to, the most, I think, appreciated skill set in the Diego Simeone team is shithousery. <laughs> oh yeah
4: that's the reason they got the pal yeah and that's the reason why like
0: they got Suarez <laughs> yeah. you know and uh, I just think that I don't think that he'd ever kind of get to that level and he's just he's comfortable making a manager like that uncomfortable mm-hmm. and I- I'm surprised that actually he stayed as long as he did but Rumors they paid as much money uh, when they pay as much money as they did for him yeah. Yeah. and should, yeah. Atletico is a club where they're not really making their financial choices no. it's Agents are making their financial exactly. choices. And this is like, the, the Atletico is kind of the first club where you, you could look at them and be like, are they making their own football decisions? Or is you it George think, Mendes?
2: Really? You really don't? Think-
0: and it's like Falcao, the Falcao, to me, Falcao's move to uh, AS Monaco, that's when it blew the lid off of all that. Because Mendes had loaned Atletico the money to acquire him. And they're paying in these increments or whatever. And... And I should say that I'm recklessly speculating. But this is this is, seems to be how things go. Monaco have the cash to pay up front, now 60 million euro fee, which is more than Atletico paid. And the guy who fronted them the money is the agent. So now he's like, yeah, I, I'd like to have the cash in the bank. I'm going to take this cash. Because Falcao admitted he didn't want to leave Atletico. Yeah. He loved winning the Europa League. Of course. He just wanted to continue to be the best on Thursdays. <laughs> he didn't want to go to a team that all of a sudden was trying to compete with big spending PSG and win Liga. It's not for everyone. He didn't yeah. want to live in a principality. <laughs> he liked Madrid.
3: Some people love Thursday nights. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that song hits different. Yeah. <laughs> it, Madrid, does Madrid. it does. Atlético Madrid legend though. Oh yes, we watched
2: uh, We
4: watched Madrid, Atlético Madrid versus Real Valladolid against mm-hmm. Falcao. Yeah, and and, Falcao uh,
2: scored the 90th minute penalty. Amazing. And that sh- everyone was quiet. Yeah,
4: All the Fletico Madrid fans were quiet. Oh, what are they going to say? They're they going to start yeah. saying things about Kyle, Like He's one of their legends. It was fun to see, though.
0: <laughs> I got a heartbreaker <laughs> travel story. Uh, the week that um, Rudy Gobert shut down the world, Oh. that day, uh, March 11, 2020, I was supposed to fly. I was going to go to Amsterdam to visit a cousin, but then I was going to stay with a buddy in Italy for a week. And we had this great football boys trip. We were going to see... Roma Milan at San Siro, Dance. and we were going to see Ronaldo and Juve against Lyon. Uh, I think that would have been the second leg, maybe in Torino. And then I was going to take the train myself through the Alps to Munich to watch Alfonso Davies and Bayern take on Chelsea. Damn, and that that was, that, that was the second leg. The first leg was like Fonzie's introduction to English speaking <laughs> the English speaking soccer world. <laughs> right, everyone on this side of the pond knew who he was. Everyone in Germany yeah. knew. Uh, most I think continental Europeans knew, but England was just like,
1: Who's that American
0: guy? No, he's Canadian. <laughs> <Dang> what? What? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That was he's the introduction rapid. at Stanford at Stanford Bridge, right? Uh, um, so I didn't get to do any of that. I didn't get to make the trip. Yeah. Uh the, the world stopped and uh when it came back, Alfonso Davies cemented himself as the best left back in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So, yeah, it's still crazy to see seeing him in the fifth pro World Eleven, a Canadian, like yeah. crazy. And, and a guy who that year that they won the
0: Champions League and he was named the best left back in the world. Yeah. Yeah. He'd only started playing the position that season. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That season. That's what that's what blows me away. I got mad when they when they were playing him left back when I when he was the first player I'm like these guys are in the wing. Yeah. yeah. But Niko Kovac is like, there's
0: no way you're beating Ivan Perisic yeah. like, on my pecking order. <laughs> and like all the other guys that I've got here, I don't remember who it was at the time. But he goes, you're too good not to have on the uh-huh. pitch. Can you play left back? And most people would be like, no. no exactly. And he was like, sure, I'll try. <laughs> right. Uh, and he's it's, cool. ama- it's amazing to watch like his evolution, Jonathan David's evolution, someone who went from playing, you know, I forget what the the level was in Ottawa. Yeah, OYSL Genk. for
3: Gloucester Hornets. Yeah. There you go.
0: There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, to now be one of the most coveted strikers, I think, yeah. Yeah. in Europe,
3: fighting like, for top goal scorer in
2: Liga. Yeah, he's been great this year too,
0: <sighs> and he seems the most comfortable. He he strikes me as a, he doesn't really have like an emotional spectrum. He's just as yeah. one speed, was like yeah. score goals, and occasionally <laughs> yeah. yeah, occasionally <laughs> smile. <laughs> like has anyone ever
3: seen the bottom his bottom row of teeth when he smiled No, It's just the top. Just no. you get a little bit of a, a glance. That's it. He's so locked in, yeah. Um, yeah, with, with Joe David and Fonzie in great form, Eustachio killing it. What are your thoughts? How do you think Canada is going to do in Qatar?
0: Honestly, man,
3: uh, they have a chance to get out of the group. I think
0: they get four points mm-hmm. or they get zero. Mm. Wow. Four points out of who? Like, What's the breakdown there? So this, I guess this is where I protect myself in this. That <laughs> I think that there's, there's two options to win. The most likely, everyone would say, is Morocco. I actually think it's going to be very difficult for them because they'll have learned what it's like to play teams at this level now. And there's a, not a fear of exhaustion, but they they will go in fearless against Belgium. And if they lose 6-0, fine. They've lost to De Bruyne and some of the best players in the world. Yeah. yeah, And then they're going to go up against a team that has all the pressure on them because they're expected to have the floor wiped. And I think that they can match up and play against Croatia better having gone through the fire with Belgium, regardless of the result. I don't think they're going to lose 6 0 to Belgium. But I, they could nick a draw. We've, we've seen this with the big teams in these opening yeah. uh, tournament openers. Um, it wouldn't be beyond the realm of possibility for Canada to actually grab a point against Belgium. But I do think they have the opportunity to surprise Croatia or Morocco. Mm-hmm. And they, I think they can tie one of the others. So four points could be enough to get through. They could also lose all three of these games and still, I think, make us very proud yeah, for, for having sure. been there mm-hmm, for sure. and set themselves up to be not just Dark Horses when they're co-hosting in 2026, but to be a team that you think is looking for a quarterfinal uh, that has expectations of quarterfinal or bust. Yeah,
4: yeah.
0: And this is Canada, man. Like yeah. That's so exciting that in this short period we can talk about so them short. in that space.
4: The biggest um, thing for me, especially with these teams in the World Cup, man, we've seen it. We've seen it every World Cup: Costa Rica, Iceland. Like these small Denmark. teams can like can go far yeah. and surprise a lot of big teams, right? And especially with Belgium and Croatia too, they've lost a lot of like keep are like not key players, but also like their like that like fam- fear like, factor, that family, even like that like heart and like. relationship they have with everyone like with all the players together right like that's something canada has like draw like a big like group and they've all like they've all achieved this together to get to this to point b together like Mm. from the very start from the even before qualifiers you have to like make the rounds into qualifying and even belgium like Croatia, like there's always just new players coming in and out there's not that relationship they've had like going in together so even the manager i'm not sure who's managing belgium now it's, it's, Martinez. Still Martin. it's still, still Martinez, Martinez right? And
0: Thierry Henry is the, and then it's just like highest the, profile feel assistant. Like there's, there's, <laughs> they're
4: they're always up and over their head, like oh we're the we're like the one of the best. We have to go into this, we gonna we can win the we can win the cup, but they never they never compete. They never, it never never happens.
0: It's that golden generation, right? Yeah, and, and then, then even Croatia, the Croatia too,
4: they've lost quite a bit of players that are key players for them, and then it's Modric can't really do much by himself anymore. <laughs> Modric looks pretty good, though. He man. is, still, buddy. He's he's still like, He is. Their midfield's
3: looking good. Brozovic, Kovacic. Yeah. But, again, yeah.
4: Canada can surprise a lot of players and a lot of people. Yeah, they, there's, of there's, there's
3: good things to see. Like, Lukaku, like, he's kind of still injured right now. He's mm-hmm. going to head into the tournament, obviously not in form. Yeah. Hazard, want, Hazard's downfall has been... Thorgan's m- better. Monumental, yeah. He's like, oh, and <laughs> now he's a left like back. Yeah, now he's not good either. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's points to be taken, for sure. But, um... I want to
0: see Kamal Miller put his elbow through Lukaku's yes. face. Yeah, that's a, that's what I want. <laughs>
3: but who do you think scores Canada's first goal at a World Ooh. Cup? After Champions League match day six,
0: Stack you, I think. <laughs> <sighs> um, Canada's first goal. I think it'll be Kyle Larin. I think it, I think it'll be Kyle Larin.
3: So you're starting him then in that first game? Like, will it happen against Belgium? You think?
0: Honestly, I think. Because he's not been informed. It's unfortunate this move to to Club Bruges didn't work out for him. Yeah. Uh, At least it hasn't yet. But also, he started very slow at Besiktas as well. He had to go on loan. It looked like it was done. I thought he was coming back to MLS. And then he became one of the best players in Turkey and one of the most informed strikers. definitely in CONCACAF. So I think going up against... And not that he goes up against... In playing in Belgium, he's not going up against a lot of Belgian opposition. But I do funnily enough, think there'll be some comfort in that opening game. And I think that John Herbman's going to have to make a lot of other decisions as well. And that might be one that if he feels Kyle Laren believes he has a point to, point to prove, mm-hmm. and I think that he does, that he's going to want to see him do that against Belgium. Sure. Because he wants to enable his players to be their best and feel their best, no matter the situation. Yeah. And if Kyle Lahren shows, I want this, I want to show the country I'm playing yeah. <laughs> in, that I can play at this level, then he's going to allow him to do it and and enable, put him in a position to succeed.
2: Also, one thing I think Laren has that a lot of maybe other Canadians won't have is playing against these players yeah. in Europe already. Right? He yeah. might have played against some Belgian players already, and that's one thing that you can say about this Canadian team that they have experience. Some of these players playing in Europe, playing yeah. against these players already. So it's not like they're going into the, uh, the tournament and like, oh shoot, I've never, I've never played against De Bruyne. Davies has yeah you know these players have played against them so you know they're bringing that experience to the game and also bring that experience to the team so absolutely you know that's one thing that having these Canadians playing abroad is gonna be major
0: when John Herman left the women's program to take over the men Scott Arfield was the only player that would have played against any of these World right? Cup bound players yeah really at club exactly club. these guys were playing against De Bruyne on FIFA yeah. <laughs> that was it, right? Now there's a handful of them that have played against them in the Champions League that have experience with a lot of their opposition. Uh, and I just think that the level that they're at and the belief that John Herdman has given them and they've grown into as this CONCACAF campaign mm-hmm. went on, um, that's what makes it so special and them so dangerous. Yeah. Really, those pre-qualifying games, when they had to go down to the Caymans and wipe the floor with Bermuda, that that would have, you know, weakened or harmed stronger teams, I think, because it would have been taxing. Yeah, Canada needed that to get into the CONCACAF, the final CONCACAF round, the Oct, which wouldn't have happened if not for the pandemic and reorganizing, which is, uh, there's one football blessing <laughs> that's come out of this, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Um, they were informed and, and absolutely confident mm-hmm. to think we can finish top four, sure. And then they won it, man.
4: Yeah, They were the sure. best, best team, team, the kings of CONCACAF. Kings, like move over Mexico, Mexico and the stars and stripes. Mexico, because we watched a lot of Mexico football too, Mexican football, and especially Mexico play. They are so poor.
0: You're that guy watching one soccer with no
4: commentary, eh? No, no. no, <laughs> no. Like, oh man,
0: Atlas is playing Cruz Azul, <laughs> bro. What no. are you doing at ten o'clock? Come over, <laughs> come over to the casa. Let's go. No,
4: but the, the national team, even um, what's his name, the the Argentinian, the manager, um, Tata Martino. Tata Martino. He, he doesn't have it, and the thing is, they won't let him doesn't go. Have it. They, they won't let him go because it's so close to the World Cup. And I feel like a lot of teams going into the West World Cup have a manager, board, manager situation. Oh. Like, not, not that Portugal is having the situation, too, but that he's a little bit having some problems too, I think. Yeah. I mean, if you and,
0: had the greatest player of all time, like, coming <laughs> to an end and some new guy who <laughs> turns up from Ajax says, yeah, you don't fit my
4: system, I'm going to sit you, wouldn't yeah. you be nervous too? Yeah. So I, I feel yeah. like there's lots of... Um, Teams that are gonna have a little bit of difficulty going into this World Cup, mm-hmm. but it's it's it can kind of it kind of is like in the best shape and right, like has their head on right.
1: I would yeah. say Belgium's one of those teams. Martinez, he's, Belgium he, too. Belgium. He was too. supposed to win a cup by now.
0: After the Euros, I honestly didn't think they'd keep him. Yeah. Belgium too. They did. I, I so. thought when they they went out to Italy, right? I thought that's it. He's done. That's mm-hmm. why. That's why I, I. I really, I really thought this World Cup would come around and Roberto Martinez was. Doing television on CBS yeah. somewhere.
1: So who knows? Maybe the Belgian players don't trust them 100. So they
2: also have the pressure on know. them, right? Like Canada, we don't have pressure because we're yeah. going into as the underdogs. All these big teams, Belgium, they have pressure. Croatia has pressure too because they went to the finals. Yeah, right. So like they have the pressure to make that expectation. We don't. This is just a you know test the waters up before 2026. So I think we're going in with our heads like you know open just. Me, myself, like I, I just want to see them play against these big stars and I can just imagine what they're thinking too. Like, obviously, I'm going to want to play my best football. So, Right. As
0: and long I, as they don't end up against Ecuador in the last 16. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Then, then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we <you> do.
3: <laughs> no, but yeah, like you guys have said, the biggest thing is the camaraderie, right? Yeah. And yeah. you see it with the group. It's taken them this far. Um, Playing alongside together for a while. I remember Davies and David at Canada U15 camps. Yeah. Playing together. And, the fact that they've just rose to this world stage has been incredible. So
0: You can see, like, it's funny to see the relationships within the team. You can <laughs> see the way they celebrate goals. You can see yeah. some of the behind-the-scenes stuff that yeah. Max Bell shoots for Canada Soccer. Yeah. Daniil Henry is such a glue piece. And I've heard some other people, Josh Cloak talks about this too. There's a, The fact that they can have 26 players in this roster as opposed to 23 allows you to make some room decisions, over tactical decisions. That's true. And I think Daniel Henry will be one of them because those guys love him. Mm-hmm. And in the room, he's such an important figure and voice, even though he hasn't done that on the pitch, even though he makes Canadian fans and Toronto FC fans a little nervous yeah. when, he's, when he's out there, just a red card waiting to happen. Yeah, That's a player that I would bet is on the plane. Yeah. I would bet actual money that Daniel Henry's on the plane. Of all the... You know, questionable spots. It w- would they bring our field? Uh, is Weatherspoon going to gonna make it? What about Teo Corbiano?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Corbiano too.
0: Um, I think for sure
3: Daniel Henry's on the play. Yeah, you need locker room guys, right? And seeing that Kennedy is out for the World yeah. Cup, it just opens up another spot for him, right? Yeah. So I think he'll be there. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. What do you think about Brazil? Um, I'm loving the team. Or yeah. winning I'm, it. Yeah. <laughs> he has a $1,000 think $1, they're down. winning it? <laughs> they're not winning it. Italy's gonna uh, win it. Wait, yeah, no, they're not. exactly. <laughs> no, I I do think uh, Brazil's my pick to win the tournament. I think um, they've been firing and qualifying. Um, their only what their only loss in years was pretty much that Copa America final mm-hmm. against Argentina, mm-hmm. which is a sad loss. But um, the attack's great, the midfield's great, two world-class goalies, uh, defense is solid. Um, and the chemistry is just there. Same thing with Canada, the camaraderie these guys love playing with each other. Um, and Neymar doesn't have that pressure that he does in previous tournaments where he was the only world-class attacker in the side. Now he has Vinny Jr. on one side and Rafinha or Anthony <laughs> or Charlison or Gabriel Jesus. So I, I, I'm confident heading in. I think I think I could do the job.
0: Do you think Gabby Jesus makes the team? Yeah, 100%. Uh, Richarlison, do we know for sure he's out? No, he's back. He's back. Conte said, yeah, he's good. Oh, he's good okay. To play. Good. That's that's someone that I was I felt really bad for. Uh, yeah. When he got that injury, and you could see him post like he was he's in crying, tears. He's, he's bawling he's, uh, in his eyes inconsolable. Yeah, and understandable because to play for your country and to be in form. Honestly, I thought that move to Tottenham was too big for him. Really, I thought it was too fast. Mm-hmm. I think Joao Felix's move to Atletico actually was too fast. That yeah. was understandable yeah. by was by too fast. he took the yeah. money, and not at all that they're the same player. But in seeing like the v- value and why it's appealing to have this. Very free flowing, uh, creative, entertaining to watch player mm-hmm. on a team like Spurs who have higher aspirations. I just thought, well, he's not getting in ahead of Son and Kane and Kulisevsky. So where's yeah. this guy? Go, what's where's he playing? And uh, he's he's proved me wrong. He's he's absolutely a Tottenham level, Champions League level player.
3: Yeah, and even on Brazil, he plays really well. Yeah, um, scores like every game he starts, he pretty much scores. And he so. seems so well liked. Yeah, seems like the
0: guys really love him.
3: Yeah, like like I said, the camaraderie in the team is just massive because all these guys, like the younger guys on the team, they grew up idolizing Neymar. Yeah, and now they're playing alongside him, and and Neymar really messes with those guys too. So it's it's a good environment. Did you watch the All or Nothing? The Brazil, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I felt like that was the least talked about one.
0: Everyone Uh, raves about the the Arsenal Arsenal obviously now, (laughs) recently, but everyone's like, man. This Mikel Arteta, bro, it's like you guys didn't know that he, you didn't see him in the on, in the yeah. Man City dock when he's just sitting there taking notes as Pep jumped around, guys, 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 yeah. guys dropping F bombs.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like the, the 2019 Copa America, it didn't get a lot of spotlight for some reason. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know why, to be honest. Copa but. doesn't get enough spotlight as it is. In general, no. yeah. yeah. I, and you can see that as Ecuador fans too, it yeah. doesn't get
4: a lot of spotlight. It's, in it's always Euro, uh, the Euros. It's, it's, the bigger players, because again, the only teams competing in Euro, in the South American Cup is mostly, mainly just Brazil and Argentina.
0: Do you know? I think another thing too, though, and and obviously, yes, it, Europe kind of came first in the sense that the Euros were on TV as of '96. You could get mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. like every game, right, or at least every time slot. Whereas Copa was maybe it was on TLN, uh, maybe it was on the Score. We had the mm-hmm. 2011. But I I think the biggest difference and why it doesn't catch people, because the last few years they've been on at the same time, it's at the the same time of year, excuse me, the calendar. It's the night games, though. You think Think so? Think about it in Canada. We don't watch games at night. That's true. You would watch TFC at night. You'd watch the Whitecaps at 10 o'clock. I love these Friday night LA games at 1130. I love them because I'm a night crawler. I can't. Sleep on normal hours. My circadian rhythm is the worst.
1: <laughs> You're probably like,
0: who's does, does that guy play in uh, Napoli's midfield? Circadian, <laughs> what a
4: player! That is great. I, I love. I like the night games,
0: especially when we were in yeah, Europe. Yeah, but you are you are like the no. unicorn here. You're not the example.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you just
0: like, said, no. bro, I wake up at 7:30 on purpose so I can sit in front of the TV until 7 p.m. <laughs> yeah, <it's okay>. Watching <laughs> games. Like, thank
4: but, God you don't like League MX. As, 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 <laughs> as,
0: <laughs> like, you get not this
4: guy gets nothing no done. Sleep. No chores. Nothing. I My mom actually argues a little bit of that because we get we got nothing done during the week. Like, <laughs> you have a girlfriend six days of the week, that's it. The well, Saturdays are for you, and Sundays
0: she gets a half day. Yeah. But no, it's... it's <laughs> no it's, weekend. It's, yeah, I don't know. Because
4: exactly. <laughs> hockey, baseball, basketball, it's all night games. And it's the fans are there, but I feel like as soon as this, the football, the culture starts growing a lot more, and it, it is growing. Yeah, You start seeing the first qualifier games for Canada, the stadiums were full Ish. But they were still blue. There were still tickets. They were still yeah. blue. Yeah, it was Honduran blue and El Salvadorian yeah. blue. It was a I lot. Was, I was stunned. It was a lot, and like that's a thing because we do have a lot of that multicultural people here, which a is a great of, thing, which is mm-hmm. perfect, amazing. But I cheer for Canada now. <laughs> but then <laughs> later right. on, in the in the in the qualifiers, last couple like last games, these teams were getting sold out instantly. Yeah, and instantly. we were lucky to get some tickets. We got tickets, I think, till the second last game. It was snowing when you in went. Hamilton. No, it was the one before, after that. Against, is against It was against Honduras. No? El Salvador? Not too sure. But I think that was the last game of their game. But again, it was, it was snowing, but they were sold out. And yeah. especially now this World Cup and 2026, you're going to get a lot more of those casual sport fans, just guys who just sit down and watch sports at night. They're going to start tuning into soccer games now.
0: No, I agree. I agree. And I just think with Copa, particularly with like, it's this big game at 8 p.m. Yeah. in the summer. That's true, too. It's like... You're at the cottage. You're not like streaming it. It's not. It's like kind of like MLS too, where it's it's taken people. It, it, I think it took a championship to really get Toronto so into like, Toronto. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It yeah, took yeah. a superstar like Sebastian Giovinco winning MLS MVP and being that headline player all the time, mm-hmm. where you're just like, sorry, this tiny man is the best guy in the league <laughs> for people to really get into it, right? Yeah. And I think uh, with Copa. It's just gonna take more time. It
4: is time and true. more stars. Because people people are busy at night, and especially during the World Cup too. And especially if then during the summer, they're a lot during the, like, the day games. Even the Euros, they're like around what, four, three o'clock. Even the Qatar now, it's gonna be even earlier. Mm-hmm.
0: At least it's only an hour though. Yeah, it's a it's a seven hour time difference. So those two p.m.s for us here in Canada, the Eastern Time anyway, that'll be nine local kickoff, Okay. which. Yeah. Um, That'll be interesting. You know the advantage that they'll have. They'll, that'll be the, the coolest games will be mm-hmm. at nine, uh, and I honestly yeah. think you're going to you, you will notice on television so a competitive yeah. improvement or a competitive imbalance with those night games as opposed to the earlier games. Like these players are obviously used to playing mid thirties, mm-hmm. but that's desert mid thirties. Yeah. yeah, and you know you're also playing in the middle of a season where normally you have three weeks uh, a three week break. Even if you won the Champions League final, you still have seventeen days before the tournament kicks off. Yeah. Now you have seven days between your club season and, and then flying basketball. to the middle of the planet, which is like they do that trip for a sun holiday to Dubai. They don't do that in season to play. Yeah. yeah. So I think that I think that the the environment is going to have a big factor, and where you will actually be able to see the difference is those night games are going to look like Champions League games in the sense of at pace, at speed. Because you can see when Canada and Haiti maybe is a bad example. But when Canada goes to some of these CONCAF places, they're, they're not playing at their level. Yes, the pitch could be poor, but uh, honestly, the weather makes such a difference. Yeah, And so you'll actually notice it if it's 10 and it could be as high as 15, 16 degrees difference between that first kickoff game and the
4: night game. Last. Oh, we'll see. if they, They're even saying they're to pump in some of the air conditioning into the stadiums too. So that was yeah. the big sale, right? <laughs> like, they, remember
0: they thought they could do this in the summer? Yeah. Like, what God, a bunch of... I love that Netflix is dropping this Sepp Blatter anti-FIFA documentary on the 14th, like just before the one's <laughs> been sitting in the can. Like, nobody knew about it. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, by the way, on the 14th, uh, we're going to release a documentary <laughs> about FIFA and, and Sepp Blatter. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, Qatar kicks off next week. Uh, can you sit on that? <laughs> no viewers. <laughs> oh man
4: it, it's exciting man oh what what 20, no 17 days away pretty much yeah seven days away it's gonna be coming up tomorrow it's gonna be like nothing we're excited i'm excited so do you, did you already like take work off like you've got nothing going on for I the world yeah
2: <laughs> i just came back from a vacation but i'm going back on vacation <laughs> but
4: <don't> uh <laughs> those early games will they'll be exciting we'll see if we can do some more content with that too which is gonna nice. be fun and uh,
0: you're gonna be there, so it's gonna be exciting for you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. No, keep pumping out of the content, guys. I love it, man. I love. Uh, I just came here so I could be in one of your promos. Yeah. The start. Preview, I just want to. Yeah. I just want to dance in the, in the camera in front of this cool wall and be like, "So, I was thinking, I want to do this."
3: Uh, yeah. Do anything uh, exactly. else, Jay? Uh, yeah. Um, as we kind of close out here, I wanted to ask you about your book. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, I, you,
0: I'm sorry I didn't bring you a copy. I no, meant no to. Worries. And I left it. <laughs> yeah, so no. I'll have to come back. <laughs> yeah.
3: uh, huge congratulations on that. Uh, Thank you, man. You wrote a book alongside De Rosario. Uh, tell us about your relationship with him and even like what he means to Canadian soccer that a lot of people don't realize.
0: Yeah, I mean, he he's an icon. He's, uh, you know, hes hes he was the GOAT. Um, uh, as iconic as, as Christine Sinclair is for the, for the women's program and as important in taking Canadian soccer forward. Um, That was Dwayne De Rosario at a time where you didn't have enigmatic Canadian players that were creative and had flair and almost this Brazilian style to the way that he played uh, or freedom, if you would say, Um, as a Canadian, fiercely proud Canadian who always flew the flag. Um, It was a player I was always super interested in as a player that made me interested in Major League Soccer at a time when he was winning trophies and you could only see the final on TV if you had ABC. And maybe there was one or two games on Canadian TV. But to be honest, I don't even think there were. It was just a handful of games that you could probably catch because they were National American games. And he was MVP in those games. And he was scoring the golden goals in those matches And, and, uh, and making you excited about Canadian soccer. He was really, I think, the first for a lot of people. Uh, no disrespect to the Gold Cup winners um, of 2000, but I just don't think that there was they didn't have the spotlight or the shine at that time to be able to have the impact that he did or grab the attention, I guess that he did. So yeah, to write Dwayne De Rosario's autobiography, Dero My Life," um, with a forward by Lennox Lewis, was awesome. It was a marathon project for the two of us. Uh, we started it in 2016, and the book was to would have probably come out uh, in, the, in the fall of 2020. Um, but the, the pandemic uh, pushed it back until spring of 2021, um, which allowed us to uh, really have a full scope of his life, you know, post retirement. So I really think that that extra six months allowed us to get um, a more complete version of the man. Uh, and, and he would, I think, admit this as well um, that just, you know, his story really is an incredible story. He, he grew up in a five, uh, with five people in a one bedroom apartment. Wow. You know, until he was making money as a teenager playing for Canada, uh, you know, in a in a neighborhood that uh, that sounds very American when you think about these rags to riches stories that we often hear in sports. Um, I lived in Scarborough for ten years through university, like two three kilometers from where he was, miles away from the experience growing up that he had. Damn. not familiar to me at all, with the the struggles and the challenges that he went through in that community, and then so to make it in a sport that was. So far down the depth chart, you know, um, uh, the, the fifth sport in this country, yeah. in a lot of people's eyes, yeah. totally off the map. And to do it in the way that he did it, um, as excited as we are to have to watch a player like Alfonso Davies and say, wow, this guy's Canadian. Uh, for me, and I think a lot of people in that time period, that was, that was Dwayne DiRosario. So, yeah, I'm glad that uh, we were able to do the book and, uh, um, you know, that he was named to one of the 25 greatest MLS players of all time. Um, it's great to see these guys in retirement like, get their flowers. Yeah, know? yeah. He, he yeah. wanted nothing more than to play for Canada at the World Cup. He didn't get that chance. It didn't have the team that was able to do that. Um, but he'll be in Qatar as like a Canadian alumni ambassador. Amazing. Um, so I'm really glad that he's, he's got that uh, opportunity.
3: Yeah. And these are the stories you don't hear. Right. And I think that people need to hear. So I really commend you on yeah. doing that. Thanks, um, man. I think it's great for the game. The fact that you're really able to share his story and inspire. No thanks. I, I I love the sport and you know it's uh, as we talked
0: about the footy show and how things have evolved and changed and I love that you guys are have created your own culture man like the yeah. footy culture this is great. Yeah. Uh, you, you uh you're not doing enough Italian for this guy.
4: <laughs> this is a hard show for you, eh? We to yeah. do, yeah. like, do a little Let's talk too about much the tournament Italian.
0: that you're not in. He's like, "Oh man, he's like, oh, I can't wait to talk about the swallow on the next show." <laughs> ah, this Portuguese no, guy. No, but for the, for
4: the most part we bust him for the UVA, all that the losses and stuff, we usually bust right. to his balls and stuff like that. So <laughs> if nice. anything, he's having a nice break today. <laughs> yeah. The next show, you're definitely bringing the Bello bros
0: back though. Right? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> like, you
4: got to make this guy feel good. Cause he's uh, too much world cup time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but even, um, <laughs> even uh, the, the Rosario's son now, playing at play yeah, New York. Like he's playing, like we catch catched a couple games and he's kind of just took off. Yeah. He's, he's surprised a lot of people. I he love like, hearing that. I'm, yeah. I'm glad that you guys go yeah. to the games. I've,
0: I've been to a bunch um, this season. Um, I saw them uh, in September mid-September and Dwayne was there actually we were sitting near each other we didn't go together we were sitting near each other and I don't think uh, Zaze scored in that game or maybe he did actually no he excuse me he did score in that game he's the, York's all-time yeah. leading scorer yeah, he's yeah. only played one season yeah um, it's, it's really exciting <laughs> yeah, and it's wow. it cool to see like the sons of these stars mm-hmm. take their game to a whole other level mm-hmm. uh, and I think for Zaze, like this, the sky's the limit what's so exciting is that he has a pedigree, and he also has a style. He hits free kicks um, in a yeah. way. He's uh, there's a flair to him and an, and an aggression to him that you very much reminds you of of Dwayne. Um, but he's he's his own player. He's his own player, and uh, and he's he's got s- some strengths and his threats in a way that Dwayne wasn't aerially. I'm pretty sure Dwayne's uh, <laughs> envious of. Oh man, if I could have got, I would have got
1: thirty more goals in Major League Soccer yeah, if I couple, could a couple uh, more inches. I had the inches that you had. Yeah, and
0: I was the aerial threat that you are. So. It's exciting to watch, man. And the 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 other son, Adisa, he's a goalkeeper. Oh, cool. He's a Halifax uh, HFX Wanderers in the CPL this season as well. Nice. Um, so yeah, I think uh, you know, more great things from the De Rosario family. They're like the yeah. the royal family of Canadian <laughs> soccer now, oh, yeah. right? Which really? is that pretty exciting. <laughs> like the, the Sutters in hockey or the Stalls, like De yeah. Rosarios in soccer. That's that's exciting too. is That we're at a point now where there's there's that you're seeing yeah, the, the sons and the daughters. Yeah. yeah, this generational growth of the sports. Really cool. Amazing. But your kids are going to like Canada. Yeah. I'm just calling it oh, I don't know how far oh. away that is for you guys to have kids, but they're going <laughs> to be like, oh, my dad's always on Ecuador. But did you see that Canada made the semifinals of the World Cup in 2040? I'm not cheering for Ecuador, Papa. Sorry. It's not happening.
2: <laughs> he's going to bleed Ecuadorian. That's <laughs> what i <he's> to <gonna> do. <laughs> I love how it's like he already, too. <laughs> like yeah. just like he's made it.
3: Only boys. <laughs> But yeah, um, obviously we could go on forever. Yeah, uh, could, such a great conversation. Uh, we appreciate you coming. Mm-hmm. It's actually like eleven past eleven p.m. right now. So <laughs> kudos for you to coming out, uh, chatting with us. Yeah. Uh, we wish you best of luck in Qatar. Thank you, man. Looking forward to seeing uh, what you could do, and that you have a great time, of course. And hope to see you back here soon. Thanks Absolutely. for coming. Absolutely. I have,
2: man. I have one more question for you. Sure. That we always ask at the end of the podcast. Yes, that's right. That's right. It's, obvious. it's, it's probably been obvious, but. Ronaldo, Ronaldo or Messi, or Messi bro? Messi. Are you serious? it's yeah. obvious. <laughs> Messi, he's gonna say
0: Messi, Messi
4: right? Takes <laughs> the hat off. I, I was or sitting. <laughs> I was, <laughs> yeah,
0: I was sitting back. I'm like, I'm like, ooh, like, what is this question gonna be? <laughs> uh, I love sure Messi, enough. honestly. It's, uh, I think the, it's, it's so special that we got to witness them mm-hmm. together. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, Pele and Maradona didn't play at the same time. You didn't get to s- consume Pele the way at that time you even got to consume and yeah. watch Maradona. We got to see them like every match week, club, country, domestic, European matches mm-hmm. and push each other to a point where yeah, exactly. you you to, to me it's like you just you show someone the history books and the the Ballon d'Or list and it's just them for 10 yeah. years. Yeah.
2: That's Crazy. incredible.
0: Yeah. And the fact that you can have like so many passionate supporters on this side like no he's the best ever and so many passionate supporters on that side i really think that there should be more of an appreciation of it. it's great yeah. that we can see both i think there's a lot of people that respect that 100%. um but i just think that for me ronaldo is just uh, slightly more dynamic and it's the fact that he was able to evolve his game yeah. and like you can see you can pinpoint where and how and him him consciously doing that From moving to a number nine to being a Uh a, a goal scorer to retiring the step overs and recognizing when he lost the pace in that way to like not getting sucked into this gagging press. All of these things, winning in different places. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, if Messi had gone to Burnley instead of PSG, maybe I'd think differently about, (laughs) you know, that aspect. (laughs) Yeah, he's still at that
2: level. That's why he's at PSG and every team wants him. Just saying. (laughs) <laughs> but I respect you I respect your, your choice <laughs> but yeah we'll end it off TAs, there don't know. Um, anything you want to say to the camera shout anything no I
0: appreciate uh, what you guys are doing if you've uh, got some more time to consume content uh, listen to footy prime we had Roger Bennett from Men in Blazers on this week which was amazing for That's me amazing. that was uh i i i said this on the show i, I wanted to get roger Ben on the show more than i want aston villa to finish top four <laughs> like i've just i was waiting for that 30 minute conversation for the longest time i love men in blazers so yeah um jimmy brennan and craig and james Sharman and i with a producer dan wong we're we're pumping out four episodes a week and we'll kind of be all over the place in qatar so it might be a little splintered but uh we've had a good thing going through the pandemic it's been Sweet. it's been nice soccer therapy for us to be able to do the show and uh, yeah, you know, add, add more uh, to the culture, right? Yeah, there you go. 100%. Footy culture. Footy culture. <laughs> add more
3: to
1: the footy culture. <laughs> yeah.
3: All right. With that said, yeah, smash the like button, hit subscribe. Don't forget to check out Brendan and his podcast as well. And we, the culture. We the culture. We the culture, culture. Later. Thank you for coming. That was great. Great stuff.
4: Uh, yeah. we could about <laughs> yeah, Honestly. <laughs> I had to get
0: the Brazil taken there.